think it's a babe. Babe with the power. Power. It's dancing time. is not helping he's trying to make this more difficult than it is and we are already tired enough we have had quite the week quite the week quite the week working and being social is is a lot it's too much is it though no it's it's good it's good it's it's good may has already been is we're already halfway through and we're already behind schedule you gotta love it so here we go guys here's what you're getting we're back at it (laughs) and uh we're we're doing this because May is an exhausting month, but it's also Brendan Fraser month, and it is. we won't disrespect our king. No, we can't disrespect the king, especially since we're going to be meeting him next week, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Can you believe it? No, it hasn't hit me yet. No, it's not going to hit you until you're there. Until I'm face to face with this man. Oh my god, I can't. We're going to be so it. close to. Uh, we were actually pretty close to Aaron's, one of Aaron's heroes yesterday. You want to tell him? <laughs> one of my heroes, yes. I don't know what the word is. Hero, <clears throat> obsession. Probably a little bit of both. So last night we actually saw John Mulaney on his uh, From Scratch tour. So that's part of like the madness that so May has been so exhausted. far. We saw Wanda, the movie. The movie, that's Wanda. The, yeah, that's what it, it's called. It's not called Multiverse of Madness. And that was the whole thing. And we just, we have so much more to come. Loved Evil Dead 4. Evil Dead 4, that's what it was. (laughs) We need to have a whole, like, reaction talk about everything we've done in May after Uh, that. Yeah, we need to, because it's going to be a lot, especially... Aaron's now seen all... Aaron's now seen all the Twilight movies. I've seen all... I've seen all the Twilight movies. She's caught up now. That's a huge... That's a huge deal. We need to talk about that. We should point. talk about the Twilight. Movies. I have a lot to say about that. Smash. I, sm- <laughs> smash. <laughs> Charlie Carlisle, Smash. What movie's about the dads? It is. Uh, well, that has nothing to do with our topic tonight. No. Maybe it does. I mean, it takes place in a forest. Some of it does. Anyway, it's so. It's Brendan Fraser Month. It's Brendan Fraser Month. It's not Twilight Month. So let's digress. So we thought we would start it off with. A movie I think that brought us together besides Labyrinth. Um, that would be 1997's Seven. George of the Jungle. George, George, George of the Jungle. <laughs> Very good. That's the official song. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, so I mean, I saw this movie when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in theaters or anything, but we rented it and it became like a staple in my house. Like my mom dun, loved dun, it. Dun. I know she loves Brendan Fraser. She doesn't hide it. She wouldn't even let me watch the second one because he wasn't He's in it. He's not in it. No. So That direct video nonsense. No. Yeah, that's not... We're not going to talk about that. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a huge thing in my house and I don't even think I like Tarzan came out after this and I was like, that's not, it's not right. That's not right. That's silly. Um, but no, I just, God, I love this movie so much. I love how like wholesome it is. It's funny that it's, you're right. It is a spoof of Tarzan, but watching this, they were like two very set. Like I didn't, as a kid, like I didn't get that it was a spoof of Tarzan until I was older. You're right. But yeah. I, he's George. He's his own thing. Yeah. He's his own jungle man. Yeah, he was definitely, like, not... I don't think I even ever, like, thought of them as the same thing. I was like, here's one movie with Brendan Fraser uh, chasing around horses in a field with a button-down shirt. And then there's the movie with the Phil Collins songs. Like, that. Yeah, it was literally there's, the Phil Collins and Sync. Yeah, it's two <laughs> different two different movies entirely. Um. But he, I mean, it, he became a household name. Um, in your house. In my house. In my at house. Least. At least. Um, but I think one of the reasons it was such a staple was because it's just so cute and so wholesome and so sweet. And it's not like, it seems like a goofy movie. I mean, it is a goofy movie. But. It's like super aware of itself, though. And yeah. if you don't realize that it knows that it is goofy. Then you're gonna be like, this is dumb. This is cheesy. Yeah, but like it, it's aware of itself. Yeah, just like Josie and the Pussycats. Exactly. It's such a it's such a good solid movie. So I think we'll just kind of start and go on from here. So what were your first <laughs> memories from here? From- <laughs> what were your first memories of George of the Jungle? Oh my gosh, I have so many. So I, well, I'm gonna start from now and actually work backwards because I this is a huge movie to us and I know a lot of people have been waiting for us to talk about this and I know we had to we're I want to apologize we're a little gatekeepy with this movie oh 100% I think we're allowed this, to be Brendan I, I you're not gonna see any guests with us on Brendan Fraser month no and I'm so sorry because we just have a lot of ourselves, like a lot we have to get out for this because mm-hmm. this is a big part of why we even started this podcast. Yeah. Um, because George of the Jungle and Labyrinth are like two reasons we even just started be like started as friends. Yes. Because I didn't realize that other people knew that George of the Jungle, like A, was a movie and B, was a good movie that you wanted to watch more than once. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever talked about it on the internet before i talk to you about it right like i like look up stuff about it and there's nothing out there it's so under it, like it got mixed you know kind of negative mixed reviews but it's really funny and it's really well done and i remember having the vhs and just playing it over and over and over i have a vhs copy sitting literally behind my head right now as i'm talking you do i found one and i might ask brendan fraser to sign it mm-hmm. i did pay for that autograph but I, I remember watching it and I remember loving just how it looked. Like it was really colorful and it was really funny and it wasn't like a weird teen kids movie. It was like adults. They were adults. Yeah. It wasn't like a musical really or like a little, like it was funny and goofy without being like to like teen teen kid ish i don't know i know they yeah. it came out on disney channel a year after it came out in theaters but i remember going to see it in theaters and i loved i loved the music i got a whole shtick on this i'm going to talk about the music that's that song at in 
that De La song that they play at the in the middle and at the end is it. That's one of my favorite songs. It's one of yeah. It struck such a nerve with me that I remembered it to this day, and it's still on my phone. Like is one of my songs on Spotify, but. I remember my earliest memories of this are watching it and just I loved Kwame and the Porters. Mm-hmm. And I so thought funny. their shit was so funny with the narrator. Yes. That's what I remember. Throw our heads back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much my earliest memory. Uh, I, looking back, I <laughs> watching it as an adult, it takes place in Africa, right? Yes. And if you watch it you're like none of these things should be in africa right (laughs) like he's got an asian elephant Mm -hmm. he's got the bird oh the the toucan the tukey toucan bird and there's a lion in the jungle yeah lion wouldn't be in the jungle and then there's gorillas but I never knew until watching it as an adult that it takes place in Uganda specifically. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it is actually in Uganda. I did not know that either. Even though any of those long shots you see are, um, it's Hawaii. They actually didn't really go to Africa at all for any of these shots. Mm -mm. It was Hawaii for the wide shots. San Francisco for obviously the San Francisco. And then a giant airplane hangar. For his like... Um, for the jungle. The jungle and, like, his uh, tree house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they filled it with, like, they took this giant empty ha- airplane hangar, filled it with, like, 5,000 plants, and just filmed in there for two months. So the, all those close-up jungle shots are all in California. Yeah, I mean, that's, and it's kind of like, I mean, when I was a kid, at least, even now, like, I'm not even gonna lie to you, like, I couldn't tell you that wasn't filmed in Africa. I mean, that's, like, the beauty of movie magic, I guess, is, you know, my disbelief is so, you know, misplaced, I guess, or, you know, I have a suspension of disbelief, rather, and I can really get behind it, because it just looks so pretty. So pretty. And so, you know, jungly, it looks just really, really good. Like, the cinematography on this is really good, like I will say. Right. I really like how they do it. I like how... Oh my gosh, I totally lost where I was going with this. Oh, I didn't even realize... I honestly didn't realize... You know, we say that, you know, he's got an Asian elephant, he's got the toucan, but that's because it's based on that 1960s cartoon, mm-hmm. George the Jungle, where he has all of those animals in the jungles. So they're literally just pulling straight from that, and that's, you know, from the 60s when everyone was like, jungle equals any animal that's not animal from North America. <laughs> I think that that is the funniest thing, because sometimes I'll be watching a movie and like I because of what I know about animals I'll be like that's not right like I you do sus- that all the time I can suspend my disbelief for like literally everything else there could be somebody doing like magic on the screen and if they put a tarantula that's not native to that country I have an aneurysm <laughs> so <laughs> there's you know so the toucan got you? The toucan got me a little. Hornbills are in Africa. Toucans are in, I believe, South America. I could be completely wrong on that. I'm not a bird person. That's true. But I know enough to know that uh, lions are not in the jungle. So <laughs> And Asian elephants aren't in uh, Uganda. That's correct. That is correct. 
Um, but I do like that they use real animals in this movie. Um, I'm not against using real animals in movies. Um, I, I always just like seeing them, especially like I know the apes talk, but they weren't even real apes. No, but I like it. Yeah, like that. I really like um, when they use real animals and they don't have voices. Because when the real or, you know, maybe like Homeward Bound is acceptable because their mouths don't move. I don't like when animals talk. And oh, yeah. their mouths. You don't like that Ed the horse where he they right. put the peanut butter in the back don't of like his mouth? Don't like that. Yeah, don't like that. So I liked that um, they used real animals for this. And they were just, you know, they were his friends. And that was really, really cute that they all trusted right, him. Right, like even the lion was just playing along with Yeah, them. the lion was just like, all right, you know, it's fine. You win this time. And then he just kind of ran away. Um and I love how sweet George is with all the animals. Like that scene where um, the monkeys are bullying one of the monkeys. Like, and he like whispers to them that like how to like be cool or whatever. And then the lion comes out and chases the other monkeys away. I just thought that was really, really cute. Oh my gosh. It's really precious because George is like the ultimate himbo. He is. He's the king of all himbos. He is. Especially when he's got like the flowers in his hair and like the <laughs> and he's like all like daydreamy and lovey. Like he loves Ursula. He's very like vulnerable and tender and like But that yeah, but that's why I think George of the Jungle he is uh filmed through like the female gaze. Hundred percent. Because it's a Judd he... Ap- it's no it's not Judd Apatow, but it's um Leslie Mann is in it and that's his Yeah Judd that's Apatow's. Yeah, Jada Patel's wow. wife. But um, I don't know. George is very vulnerable with Ursula and he listens to her and he loves animals. And I just think that that's such like a female gazy thing. Like, oh, just I that know. whole scene in San Francisco with the horses. That's my favorite that's scene. That's a, a whole where he's like running with the horses and all the women are like fawning over him. And yes. then the two guys are like, what are they looking at? Chicks and horses. Who knows? And like, that's like 100%. <laughs> A female. They're like they don't want. Moment. Yeah, they they don't want like the guys who are just chit chatting with each other and like drinking in the background. They want the guy that's like uh, running around with the horses or like petting the horses in the in the paddock. So I thought that 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 was really really sweet. And it's he just looks so good in that shot. Well, and you were telling me Brendan Fraser really loves horses. He does. He um actually I just learned that his horse passed away. Oh. So yeah. But he does love horses. Are you tell him you're so- you're sorry for his horse loss. Uh, no, I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> That's fair. It could still it could still be tender. It's still fresh. Wound. Still fresh. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. So actually, speaking of, we're going back to the animals though. So all the animals are real, and they have not all of you. Let me try that again. <laughs> Every animal that you see is real except for the gorillas. So like all the animals like the lions, the chimps, the toucan, the elephant, they all have like a you know, like a CGI or a puppet, but they also have like a real counterpart. Mm-hmm. The only things that are not real at all ever are the gorillas because Which is fair. Gorillas um are very big and very strong. Very scary. Very scary. <laughs> and um one of the gorillas is John Cleese, ape, ape named ape. John Cleese. He's uh, a good boy, though. He's one of the two of the originals that returned for the sequel. Uh, Him yes, and of course. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who plays Lyle, Lyle. the shitty fiancé. 
number one Disney villain of all time. Also, he's the Sandman in... He is the in Sandman in Spider-Man. I was mm-hmm. always like, who is that? I know yeah. who that is. It's Thomas Andrew. That's the only it's Lyle. That's Lyle. Why is he playing such bad guys all the he's time? He's so good at it. Yeah. He was also Sandman's in that. Sandman's not that bad, though. He's just. He's also in that really shitty horror movie we were watching that one night. That's right. Tales. No. Oh, no. no Demon no, Knight. No, that was Billy Zane. No, Thomas Hayden Church was also yeah, in that. He, he, he's Demon Knight. Yeah. Yes, Demon Knight. But Billy Zane is the main part of yes, that. Yes, Billy Zane was in that. He was Ooh, very good. Let's not good. talk about let's Billy not, Zane. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. This is Brendan Fraser's moment. That's to right. That's right. Um, but John Cleese was the ape. And I always loved that it was John Cleese because my dad was really into Monty Python. So that was like something for us to bond with when we watched George of the Jungle. And then my mom really liked Leslie Mann. Obviously, she likes Brendan Fraser, too. Of course. Um, I really liked watching it for Brendan Fraser, but also I really liked it for watching the mom. I love Holland Taylor. Oh my God. As Beatrice so Stanhope. Good. Yes. She's the best part of that. She's, she carries that whole San Francisco <laughs> side of that movie. Her fucking shit. And then the dad, we found out today actually that the dad is John Bennett Perry, who is Matthew Perry from Friends' dad. That's an interesting connection. So what a weird connection that is. We're just, we're full of these weird connections today. Do you want to hear another weird actor connection? What? You ready? This, you'll have, you might have to look this up because you weren't a super big Disney kid. So Kwame and the three porters. Um, I don't remember all of their names. I apologize, but the Kwame is the main one. And then it's the three porters. One of the three porters, when one of them, I don't remember his name. He is the narrator in the queue and the ride at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Oh, at that's Africa cool. at Disney. He's the one in the video telling oh. you about poachers and on the on the radio. He plays one of the guides in George of the Jungle. Oh, I love that. It's a little George of the Jungle Easter egg. Right? There's a ton. There's I that's I that's why I love movies like this that seem on the surface very like silly and kids movie but then you realize like the amount of like real talent and work they've put into it Mm -hmm. and you know john cleese isn't a cheap actor no he's not i would imagine holland taylor's not incredibly cheap no so the fact that they got these big names to do it i think is awesome and they put in a lot of work with the special effects so you were telling me that uh the henson company actually oh yeah made the since we were talking about the apes or the gorillas rather, right they made those costumes for somebody to wear for the gorilla suit they made like these whole like hand uh models and things like that crazy looking yeah it's a whole puppetry system for the gorillas because it's all by jim henson's character shop yeah and so it was like the fake lion and any other kind of like puppetry they used in the in the movie so that i mean if you've seen it, you've seen like the way that the gorillas look, and yes, they're not, they don't look. I had no idea there was a person in there with like a motorized really? head on. Oh my god! I don't know what I thought they were. <laughs> I have no idea what I thought they were. I thought they were maybe. I have no idea. I never thought about it. Yeah, because they're so good. They are so good. I mean, that's that's a level of like intricacy that cannot be looked over. I don't think. Everything I love in my life connects back to the Muppets. That's true. That's have really you true. That? I have noticed that. It's like instead of six degrees to Kevin Bacon, it's six degrees to Kermit the Frog. 
it's never six. It's like two. It's two degrees to Kermit the Frog. Brandon <laughs> Fraser is directly connected to Kermit the Frog because of this film. That's canon in the Muppet Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. The Muppet Cinematic Universe. Yes. <laughs> That was your ASMR for the night. <laughs> the head banging. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I do want to take God. a minute to talk about Leslie Mann because I let's circle back to let's Leslie. Circle Mann back to Leslie she's Mann. A queen. She's so good. She's in fucking this movie. funny. I wish we could see more of her. I know she's done a lot of stuff, but I kind of wish she, you know, was in more like big projects, I guess. Uh obviously now with Judd Apatow being big, she's usually in his movies. I know she was in uh 40-year-old virgin, this is 40, knocked up, things like that. But like I just love her as an actress. I just think she carried I think she carried the movie, honestly. This was yeah. Ursula's movie. This was Ursula's movie. I wanted to be her so bad. Yeah. And like talk about like taking like a name in a Disney movie you might associate with another movie and just right. completely forgetting about it because I never was like, oh, Ursula from Little Mermaid. Never. I was like, that's Ursula that's from George of the Jungle. Ursula Stanhope. Yes. What a name. What a good name. And Beatrice, her mom. And I thought, and Lyle, Lyle Vandergroot. <laughs> I loved his hair in that movie, though. I know. He's such a good villain because he's such a prick. He always looks really great. And then his two, like, henchmen, Thor and Max. I love Max. <laughs> he's so good. I, remember he, I always remember now because he's, like, in the movie, he's, um, Thor is, like, complaining about chafing. And Max is like, I told you, leather is too restricting. You got to wear cotton. Cotton breeds, <laughs> man. And I think about that all the time. <laughs> You know what other quotes of that movie I think about all the time? Hmm. I say these things to myself all the time where they look and they get to Ape Mountain and they're like, and they, and the narrator, I fucking love the narrator that there's a narrator. He's the whole so time. good. And they're like, they were, they, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, everyone says they let out a big awe. Everyone's like, oh, and he's like, no, aw, A-W-E. And they're like, ooh, and he's like, close enough. <laughs> I remember when they yell at the narrator, and Max is like, are you fighting with the narrator? <laughs> that was so good. I love all the fourth wall breaking. It's so fucking funny. I'm like just thinking, I love all the quotes with it. I love all the bits with the fucking porters and Lyle where they're just trolling the shit out of him. They, yeah, they are just owning his ass. The whole movie. <laughs> they wreck him that they movie. They wreck him. They drag him to through filth, honestly. Good. He, he literally falls in shit in that yeah, movie. Yeah, literally drag him through filth. Um, no, I always thought that they were, like, one of the funniest parts of the movie, if not the funniest. I mean, George's, like, shtick where he, like, crashes into the tree. It's cute. But it's funny if you're a kid. Kwame Qua is my favorite. Is he? Yes. He's 100% my favorite. He's so funny. Well, they have him in the lineup, and he's like, that's him. He's <laughs> yeah. the only white guy. <laughs> I never forget a face. Never forget a face. <laughs> I really, oh my God, I love that movie where they're talking about, he's like, I think they're thinking of something bad to do to me. And they're like, let's think of something bad to do to him. 
This movie's full of really good one-liners. It really is. That's what I've noticed watching it as an adult is it's just full of one-liners. Because, you know, I didn't realize that the whole second half of the movie is in San Francisco. I thought there was um, a small... I didn't realize it was literally half and half of the movie. Yeah. And so when she's in the whole San Francisco part with him watching the TV... And putting on, like, the women's dress and coming out of the thing naked and they're, like, staring oh, at his dick yes. and stuff. That was a moment in time. That you'll never for- and never forget. So, basically what happens is, just to, like, run down a little bit, Ursula runs into George in the jungle. No shit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Very good. Because he's the quote-unquote white ape. So she decides to leave with George, like leave Lyle in the jungle. Because well, Lyle in jail. shoots George. Yeah, Lyle shoots George. By accident, because he thought it was his lighter his that lighter. looked like a gun. Yeah. That's something a white man would have. Something a Lyle Vandergroot would have. <sighs> Disgusting. So she takes him to his apartment, and or to her apartment. And of course, he's used to the jungle life. So he's not, he has no idea how it is in San Francisco. So he takes a shower and her friend comes over and he just walks out naked and her and her friend are just like oh <laughs> it's really obvious and watching as an adult you're like oh my god yeah you see Fred and Frazier's ev- almost everything yes you do and I'm like this is a children's movie and then she takes him out shopping for clothes and he gets and the best Armani suit ever. he gets the best like look in the movie for me which is that like black shirt it's like such a 90s thing and he's got like that brown jacket over the long brown the long brown jacket and his hair's just like perfect he's got that long hair oh my god he's the ideal man i love it when he watches the coffee commercial it's like folgers and it's like a couple like being really close and he's like oh george understand george get coffee (laughs) ursula Ursula george ursula want coffee ursula eat coffee Ursula want George. And then he like <laughs> chews the raw coffee grounds and gets like hyped up on caffeine and he does the Java 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 Java. Java 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 Java. And then he runs around town. He, he finds runs, he just like, goes ape shit in San Francisco. Ape shit. He find yeah, he what he finds like a like a dance class or something. Yeah, it's like a Zumba class it's or like something. Zumba, and he just starts playing drums and he's wearing like the black tank top. And, it's the looks. It's very 90s. It's so funny because, like, obviously him without a shirt on, it's great. We love to see it's it. him in the outfits. But him in the outfits, it does more for me. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's just the way he's styled. I love that he calls his loincloth a butt flap. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see where, um, who is it that has that talk show? It's not Missy Pyle. What is her name? The blonde girl. She has a talk show now. And she had Leslie Mann on the show. Mm-hmm. And and they because she was promoting a new movie, but they started talking about George of the Jungle, and they brought Brendan Fraser out. Oh my God! Yes, that is the cutest. And she starts crying because she was like openly on the show talking about how much she had a crush on him. Yeah, because she was so young, and the director was like pretend to be in love with him. So she was like, "Oh, so I just fell in love with him." Yeah. So and like she like took everything he said to heart when he brought her the fucking butt flap. <laughs> In a giant frame, and he gives it to her on the show. It's and she's like sobbing. It's so it's cute, so cute, and it just—it's oh, amazing. Brendan Fraser is a wonderful a, human a being. A treasure. He is a treasure. 
And he has to be protected. I know a lot of stuff has happened to him in Hollywood. And unfortunately, that's the case for many people. If I ever see any of those fucking men, it's on site. It's on site. You heard it here first. Oh, my God. You want to insta-curb stop? Bother. (laughs) Hurt baby Brendan Fraser. (laughs) And that's what you get. That's what you get. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. We even have a stuffed vintage George. We do. We do. In yes. our house. Like, there's so much George of the Jungle paraphernalia in this house. There is a lot of George of the Jungle there's paraphernalia. More, I'm going to dare say there's more than most homes. 99% of the homes I in the would, world. A hundred percent. Because you know there's Absolutely. one weird person that did collect everything. Like, everything. Which is, but like, we not have, much. like, at least four George of the Jungle memorabilia merchandise pieces that are vintage. I have that, like, Shep. You have the Shep button. Yeah. You have the George stuff. We have the VHS. I feel like we have something else. I think there's, I have another button. We have there. There's more. There's yeah. more. You're just gonna have to believe us. I don't think that's I exactly see at hard least to twelve Brendan Frasers from where I'm sitting. You can mostly because of that mug. And then mostly because there's a hundred pictures on the mug. It's a collage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so really, we're gonna get to what I really want to talk about this before we stop because I know you've been hanging on with us and I know it's been a an up and down of fun facts and us just talking about nothing but the fucking song that they use so the the music is really great the music is um you know they have the re- the regular george of the jungle theme song that's in the cartoon then yeah. the orchestra is done by um i don't remember his name i think his name is like mark shaman or something he does a lot of rom-com music he does music for like the academy awards he did the hawkeye show he's just like your standard composer composer he's yeah. great he's fine He's like a Disney-owned composer at this point. Um, but they use a song called Dela, D-E-L-A, which is by Johnny Clegg and his band Savuka, mm-hmm. which is a South African band, which I am a big fan of. Yes. Because of that song. Because I saw this when I was seven years old, so obviously it's because of this song. But um, Aaron and I both love this song. We hear it all the time. Yeah, we both play it all the time. I, I feel like I play it in my car. Like, it's so a upbeat. Lot. It it's, is. We even have, we don't have the song, but we have the part where George says it's dancing time in our in our intro intro for the podcast. And then that's what kind mm-hmm. of like leads into that song where he's dancing around the fire. That's with my Ursula. favorite scene is the dance that's montage. So cute. And then the wedding montage at the end. Yeah. Those are my two favorite scenes with the song. Yes. Um, I really like um, Savuka, the band from South Africa, because they formed in 19... 19- well, Johnny Clegg is a South African musician who is white, and he... His first band... Um, oh, shoot. I don't remember the first band's name, but Sakuva was his second band, but its first band he did, it was the first interracial band in South Africa during wow. apartheid. So it's like their band, he's very anti, he's very, he's a big activist and a musician and he's really fantastic. So I really love the De La song. He describes it as like a very straightforward love song, which if you listen to it, it is. It is. And the word De La is Zulu. And De La means to be complete and satisfied. Aww. That's what the song is about. Feeling complete so and satisfied sweet. with the person you find. Yeah. If I ever get married, that's going to be my wedding song. That's also, well, I didn't use it the last time, but I'll use it this time. But I use this time. But it's such, it's such a beautiful song. And I think it kind of like really perfectly 
sums up like the love story in this. Right. Like I've been waiting for you all my life. Like because she's been with this, you know, miserable, rich, shitty man who she's basically being, you know, forced to marry Mm -hmm. in one way or another. And she goes off, you know, on this adventure for herself, for herself, which is something she wants to do and find somebody who can find the beauty in like these small things and not isn't as concerned with like all these material things and like this money and everything like that. She finds somebody who like really listens to her and loves her. And I think that that song perfectly like sums up the love story in this movie right? because he, you know, I, it, at least in my eyes, like this is the perfect like versus like male thing in my head. Like Lyle is like my absolute, like not ever going to happen kind of guy. Like I do not like men like that. And George is like the perfect man because I think he's just so gentle and sweet and charismatic. And I just, I love that she finally like kind of found what she really wanted out of this trip that she took for herself, basically. So that's what I had for that. No, that's exactly right. I think this is really Ursula's movie. It's called George of the Jungle because he's obviously the main character, but this is really through her lens Mm -hmm. and her like kind of coming out of this aristocratic cocoon she's been stuck in and getting to find like someone who, you know, maybe they didn't go to school. Maybe they are just a guy from the jungle. Yeah. Raised by apes. That literally saved your life from a lion. And treats women better. And can treat. Was raised by apes and treats treats women women better. better. Um, and it's just, you know, showing that you can be anybody and be great or terrible. Yeah. It also, doesn't matter where you come shout from. out to the fucking stunt team, because some of those river rapid oh, stunts shit. at the end. Yeah, we didn't even talk about we that. We didn't even talk about that. So, basically, you know, plot happens, things happen, George goes back to Africa. Climax of the film. Yeah. And that is to save, you know, the animals that he left. Because they're kidnapping Ape and taking him to Vegas because they found out he could talk, uh, the two henchmen. And Yeah, there's like a whole... We, we have not even talked about the plots. If you haven't seen this, go fucking watch it. We're here to talk about the parts we like. Yeah, exactly. But um, when he comes back, you know, Lyle, Ursula chases him, you know, because... Yeah, she, she goes after her man. She goes after her man and she gets what she wants. But then Lyle comes in. He's out of jail somehow. And... um. He's, like, going to be, like, oh, you're going to marry me. I'm an ordained minister because he was in a cult or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he joined a cult in Africa and had a bunch of mercenaries. Yeah. And basically, it ends up, you know, hijinks ensue. They end up on this raft in, you know, these crazy, like, rapids in And it's, Africa. like, a full rapid sequence. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And like, they fall off a waterfall. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, it is. It's a lo- I, I don't remember... It being such a long scene until we watched it again. Yeah, it was a very long scene. <laughs> I was like, this is a huge... I thought he just saved her. I yeah. I was like, why is this... Ta-? They slide down a whole water slide mm-hmm. thing and fall and... It's a lot. It is a lot. But, of course, it ends well because she ends up marrying George. And staying in the and staying, staying in the, in the jungle. jungle. And her parents seem to accept it. Um, the mom gets a little weird with ape, like yeah, a little, little sexual. A little weird. There's a lot of weird the sexual animals are drinking at the wedding, stuff, and is, I don't want to yeah, ever talk about We don't want to talk about that. 
Yeah, because Lyle ends up in the raft with a gorilla kissing It's a him lot and... weird. Yeah, it gives me that weird Ace Ventura when nature vibe, or when nature calls vibes. Yeah. When nature vibes. When nature vibes. <laughs> Ace Ventura when nature vibes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Um, the If you guys have seen the movie and you just turn off the movie right as it ends, you've made a grave mistake. Grave. Because the credit, it's not Marvel, like, you don't have to wait till the very end of the credits. But it's, you know, a A mid-credit scene. scene. And we see our beloved ape. He's on the Vegas Strip now doing seven shows a week. I'm making this up. I don't know if he's actually doing seven shows a week, but he has his own I don't know what the union laws are for gorillas. Don't know, but apparently there are some because he's performing in Vegas. It's a high high dollar show. You can tell they put some money into that. And he's singing what that I'm, I did it my way song. I did it my way by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's basically doing like a, a showy, what do they call shows in Vegas? I know there's like a term for it. But basically, he's doing oh, like like a floor show kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like something like that, where it is the George of the Jungle story. The two henchmen are the tree for some reason. I don't think they had I think that's to be just the tree. for a kid laugh. Yeah, it's just I for think a it's cheap to just kid wrap laugh. It up I'm thinking, put a bow on it. yeah, I'm thinking with my adult brain. You're getting deep in it. I'm getting too deep. I'm like, not the fact that they got the gorilla in the suit on the stage. Exactly. Do you see what I nitpick? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So we gotta go. We gotta go. But yeah, make sure you watch that scene because it's beautiful. It's, it's just pretty funny. John Cleese put some hard work into that. Yeah. And then the movie stops and then it ends and we don't talk about the second one. There, What second one? Exactly. It doesn't exist. If you look up the plot for the second one, that's your funeral. That's we not my We read fault. it. I read the whole thing a lot. Oh my God. It's that so, was like a 20 minute uh, It's so read. confusing. Don't do it. Don't do just it. Just watch the first one. Download the De La Song. Have a great time. And enjoy Brendan Fraser in his glory. I'm glad we started with um, kind of a Disney Channel Brendan Fraser movie because it kind of eases us in from Lizzie McGuire into Brendan That's Fraser. That's true. That's true. But I, I flow. Yeah, but I think next time we'll get into something a little more adult themed. But still fun. But still fun. So we will continue Brendan Fraser month even though it is a little bit late. May is a nightmare in the best way. It's we like are a trying. great nightmare. It's a great nightmare. I may be seeing John Mulaney again on Sunday. I don't... We're not going to Spook Alley. I gotta work tomorrow. No, she gotta work tomorrow, but we will be seeing Brendan Fraser a week from tomorrow. A week from today. Uh, we're gonna be in here uh, disassociating so hard. Because we're not going to understand that we're going to be seeing this man from our childhood. All I'm going to do is apologize to him for existing in the same place as him. I know you are. Like, you don't, like. (laughs) They can't see you doing that. I know that. No, nobody should see me doing that. But, like, (laughs) I just, like, I guess it's mildly. I'm getting, like, a mild hit right now of, like, us actually seeing him. Because, like, this is somebody I've been watching since I was, like. And now we a can child. tell him we did a podcast about him. We can tell him that. We can give him a button. I'm going to give him a button. I'm going to put it on a little card that says thank you. Oh my god. I love him so much. Alright guys. Well that wraps up our, not our Brendan Fraser episode, our George of the Jungle George, episode. George. George of the episode. Jungle. Why did I sing it with that accent? I don't know. George. George. George of the Jungle. <laughs> You bozo. It's a great movie. I love it. How many crystal balls are you going to give it? Five out of five. Should we change the rating system for Brendan? 
How many Brendans do you give it? Five out of five Brendans. Five out of five. I, are we going to give them any less than five out of five? Maybe. Mm, we'll see. Five out of five. Five out of five Brendan heads. All right. That is enough from us. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some sleep for once We got to get lives. some sleep. All right, guys. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. I thought you were about to say on the flip side. I was going to come across this and then slap you. Oh, you can find us on. Oh, yeah. Tell them where we can. Social media exist. if you want to. Jesus. Um, we're on Twitter at Babes Podcast. On, on Instagram at Babes Podcast 1990. I'm Crazy Shark Lady on Twitter and Instagram. K is Sailor K Ray. Yes. On Twitter and Instagram. Sailor K Ray. In my head, it makes sense, but when I say it out loud, I forget. Nothing makes sense anymore. It's Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. It's been a cursed day. We love to see it. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the flip side. I hate you. I know.